Brenna. Hi, Maureen. What was that? That was a fly, sorry. Oh, okay. I was like, I just, I, as soon as my headphones connected, I just hear, I am. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Drama. We're going that? No. <laughs> no, that was a little fly. It was oh. a tiny little fly. R.I.P. I missed. <sighs> no, I, I missed. He lives on. Oh, well. To live another few hours, I suppose, he, or however long. Is he one of those sink flies, or is he like a fruit fly? I think it's like a fruit fly. Yeah. Not that we have, like, any fruit in this house, but it's a fruit fly. Mm. Probably here for the wine. <laughs> He's just like, it's like, I hate we have sangria, girl. <laughs> anyway, any anything to share with the class? No. Okay, me neither. Oh, yes, I do. Oh. No, I do, I do, I do. I went to Powell's yesterday. Oh, wow. Like, okay, good well time then. At Powell's. Well, read any good books? Well, oh man. Okay, yeah. Um, let me say what I'm reading. I should have this like up and ready to go, but I'm. Well, she's distracted everyone. Uh, we'll just let her say what she's reading, so no one will hear th- that I didn't read anything this week. That's okay. Oh, I've been oh, listening to what the... Maureen. No, tell me about what you're reading. I'm reading. Okay, so I'm. Well, I'm listening to. Um... Wow. No Thank You by Samantha Irby, which is just a collection of essays. They're funny. Um, okay. Samantha Irby is 40 and uncomfortable and doesn't <laughs> want to be around people and <laughs> very relatable. I gonna, like I was going to ask, is, is it about like any certain subject, but it just sounds about like life? Yeah, just, just kind of life as an introvert. Um and stuff so that's that's fun i've um i've been really trying to get through reading glasses the podcast so i want to catch up to current uh current yeah whatever and so but then i'll be uh roaring through the the audiobooks but um i went to powell's and i picked up a few books oh, really proud of myself for? i only walked out with three books nice but one of them that I did get was I did get a hardcover copy of Cemetery Boys by oh, nice. Adrian Thomas. And it's autographed. Oh. So I got an autographed copy. That's awesome. Was, yeah, Powell's, you know, has books in, like, all different. Like, you can find, like, the same book in, in like, five different places sometimes. Mm-hmm. And in the gay section is where they had the signed copies. Nice. Well, I think that's, that's good because you've already read it. You know you liked it, so. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I purchase books. Usually, yeah. it's oh, I really like this. I want it on my shelf. I definitely fall. I definitely follow that too because a lot of what I like is comics, and after mm-hmm. I like read them, unless like it's a person I know I like their work or you know. Yeah. I'll if I like comic art sometimes I'm like oh I like this oh, if, yeah. if I'm at like a used bookstore and like so it's not like I'm dropping you know like thirty dollars on a book but mm-hmm. when they're when they're cheaper I'll, I'll I'll pick some up but uh no it's some great everybody sometimes in even not Powell sometimes City. I'm like whatever she's pretty she's exactly. coming home with me yep yep oh, I have so many comic books I'm like I've never read you but I thought you looked pretty. Um, I should read them. Fun. We were in the YA section, the the green room, which is YA and middle grade books, mm-hmm. and so like you know my home, right? Besides the gold room, my my real home is the gold room, which is the sci fi fantasy comic books. Oh, gotcha. Sci fi fantasy and comic books. So that's like where I live. So like if you come into Powell City of Books, in the gold room, just look up. Just, I'll, I'll find I'm slumbering you there. on the shelves. Yeah, yeah, I'm slumbering on the shelves. You'll find me there. Nestled in between the pages of the gayest comics you could find. Yep, yep. No, um, you just like come down and like pull a books, and I'm there. And I'm like, hello. You should read this. Come and whisper my name. Ask me. Ask me what you should read. I'll tell you. Anyways, I'm in the green room, and someone walks by, and um, it's two people are there and this one the one person's just like 
oh, it's kind of embarrassing, like, how much YA I read or, like, how much I love YA. And my friend and I are just like, don't be embarrassed. We're like, no, <laughs> this is great. Solidarity. Just every interaction I ever yeah, have there genre, is wonderful. like any other. Oh, it's so good. No, I love, I love YA. It's like YA. the same way, like, some people are, like, embarrassed about, like, reading um, graphic novels, comics, or even, like, romance. But it's like, no, you like do what it. you like. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to mean anything it can just be what you enjoy in the ya section there's a big there's a big like display shelf for like lgbtq plus books and my friend and i are just like standing there looking at you know the dozens of books on this ya is a very fast genre no it's great no i love ya um but there's all these you know all these queer books and we're just standing there like Wow, I wish these were around when we were growing up. God, like, right? I just remember, like, working so I hard. I wouldn't have read them because I was way too closeted, but, um... Oh, no, I worked so hard to get Annie on my mind. I looked in every library, every bookstore, could not find it. Could not find Annie on my mind by Nancy Garden anywhere, and I eventually, like, ordered it online through somewhere. That was it. And you were, like, in high school? Yeah, yeah, this is when I was, like... 15 16 i would have been 16 i think yeah when i see i was the type of gay where um i just just saw anything gay and i was like oop boop ignoring that <laughs> i'm i'm afraid, I'm afraid of myself <laughs> basically i don't want to discover anything about me today um i'm already dealing have, with like, enough just being in high school let's not add right? weird to the let's we're just gonna put a pin in that I'm like, I don't want to think about being a lesbian today. <laughs> Let me just put this away for a couple of years. Um, I guess I do have, like, one book-related anecdote. I've kind of, like, discovered... I've accidentally... I have a confession, Maureen. I didn't read anything this week. That... Oh! I already uh, told the listeners. Oh, my goodness. No, <laughs> nothing? That's okay, Brenna. That's okay. Life's busy. Well, I get it. It's not even that. I think I've I've discovered that I've um, with it's a mixture of my ADHD and I think I've Pavlovianly trained myself to only be able to focus on reading if I'm actively moving my body. Um, <laughs> like I need to like be. I was reading like when I was on the elliptical, um, back at home, mm-hmm. and now that I don't have access to that, I'm like. I should say back at my parents' house, but, like, now that I don't have access to that, I'm like, jeez, oh, okay, I have to read, but I need to move my legs. Like, they can't not be going. Get and on, like, you gotta, like, get on Facebook Marketplace or, like, next door or, like, let go or I've whatever. Already, I've already found my solution. Oh? Um, there's, like, elliptical machines you can get that are just the pedals, basically. Oh, yeah, no, I've seen those. I've thought about I've And they can, like, go under your those. desk, and I was like, ooh, I could do that, like, while I'm working, too. Um, or, yeah. like, when I'm using my standing desk. So, I'll probably just use it for reading, because that's kind of what I prefer to use it for. Yeah. So, and it's a relatively good price range, so I'm pretty sure that's where my next, part of my next paycheck's going nice so i want nice because literally um ever since i moved uh i need you to know uh my library is literally two doors down oh yeah that's exciting i yeah i haven't gone yet because it's been too cold uh and two i don't want to get any books if i won't be able to like read them <laughs> yes i mean so i use I'm like i mostly just use i rarely go to the library cause i i mostly am just using libby and I'm, yeah. I also have bad habits where, like, I'll kind of, like, you know, not read for a little bit. And then I'm, like, reading everything and then I'm not reading. But the thing is, is that I'll go on Libby and I'll find a bunch of available books. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get, and I'll get, like, half a dozen. And it's like, you're not going to read all of these right now. Put some on hold. <laughs> like... Then they'll come in, you know? So I, I've got to, I, I want to be better about, um, yeah, not just like, not just like checking out a ton of books that I may or may not get to and like actually yeah. think about what I'm going to read. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, audiobooks, 
Like, I have nothing against audiobooks. It's just not my preferred way to read. So. Oh, I mean, this is mostly with ebooks. Oh. Ebooks or audiobooks. Yeah, I suppose Libby's, you've told me it's a, it's basically, it's ebooks and audiobooks. Yeah, no, Libby's great. If you, if you don't have Libby yet, go get yourself a library card. Or if you do, just download the app. It's free. It's free books. You don't have to worry about due dates because, you know, it just gets automatically returned. You heard, uh, you heard us, folks. Now let's get reading. Let's get reading. Twenty twenty two. Fun times. I'm I'm setting up a reading corner in my living room. I've already got a nice picture that's got, like some bookshelves and you a, a segue to the podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. Now I'm just talking about all the reading I'm gonna. Be doing. I know. All right, all right. Hit me time. again. Hit me again. I'm the worst. <sighs> let's get reading, but in our podcast way. Because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? Books, 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 books. All right. Books. We like books. to read. Have you guys guessed from our podcast about a whole book series that we're maybe into reading? There's 80 books. You'll never run out. Yeah, even though I'm never going to read these books. That's fair. And we're technically not reading them. No. I mean, I am reading them. I suppose I could say, I'm reading Dawn by Aaron Hunter. Because I'm always, because I read them to take notes. Right. But we, this podcast... It's not a word for word. Oh, no, 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 no. Recreation. All. all rights and properties belong to da, 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 the little message at the end of our description. Yeah. Okay, so last episode, or I should say, what happened last time? We got going. We're like, hey, we Barley. Going. Hey, BFF. And Barley and Ravenpaw. No, we ran into Barley and Ravenpaw. And we're probably like, oh my god, where are you guys gonna go? And we we're like, oh my god, we don't know. Um, he's ah. like, wow, that sounds like a really good plan, guys. And he's like, mm-hmm, yeah. And everyone looked at um, the the cats who went on the journey, and they're all kind of like, oh, don't look at us. But just looked back. Um, so we decided to sleep over in a place with a lot of rats. What? We all got a good meal and a good rest. And oh yeah, that was great. Firestar decided to be a freak and be like, oh my god, we overslept. Or it's like, dude, we're all dying. We, it's all right. <laughs> um, we're going to go a little slow here. It, maybe we should chill out, chill out a little bit. We don't even know where we're going. Um, Tallstar's a shambling corpse. Can we just like... Right? Uh, and uh, Blackstar was like, let's just live here. Let's just all pick a corner and live here. And we're like, that is not going to work. Um, we don't know how reliable this rat situation is though i don't think it's like the worst idea for them to like convalesce for a couple days yeah like maybe they could have like rested a little longer but i also know they're not comfortable like living so close to two leg area yeah or like together yeah exactly (laughs) this is already like a very uncomfortable situation for all of them yeah and firestar is like i don't want black star near me and Mistyfoot's like, wow, I also, like, super don't want Blackstar near me. And then all the half-cats who are chose to live in different cat clans are like, and this is just, like, making it awkward with the family. Yeah. Um, oh. Tawny Pelt's like, my mom hasn't even, like, we haven't, like, heard about my mom for, like, this entire book. She's she there spoken to me. She, this golden, is awkward. Golden Flower continues to exist through the existence of my love. Um, yes. But... Regardless, we got our sign, which we got our sign was a shooting star, and I have to say, a falling star, which like is like my favorite iconography because it's part of Howl's Moving Castle. You know, my favorite book, mm-hmm. like catching a falling star. But I was like confused about the logistics of how that worked, because <laughs> um, like dying usually means going from life to death not necessarily something that's already dead 
moving well, in the sky. Well, it's a star falling from the sky. I know, so like but what does that mean for the cat star clan then? If that's what it works, what? It means they don't understand stars. But what, <laughs> how can the star clan's cats be stars and live in the sky and not understand stars? Why don't they have to? Okay. Well, we know what stars are. So we know that they don't actually become stars. That's why I'm saying, why did Star Clan say a dying star? They could have said, or a dying warrior. They could have said, it'll come from a falling warrior. And then well, we would have been like a little more nervous when we were up on those rocks. Maybe mistranslation from Midnight, who isn't a native cat speaker. That's all I can think is... The truth because the dying part really threw me like that could also be it it could have they could have meant dead <laughs> oh yeah yeah like a star clan war yeah okay let's just blame it on mistranslation from our badger she's very intelligent and no learning a second language or even a, like a third language because she seems to talk to a lot of critters oh like, yeah no she knows four languages no no harsh to her no all the harsh to star clan for once again just not being clear Oh, yeah, also, they couldn't be too clear. It's a Star Clan. Yeah. They want you to. Uh, to yeah, no, let's just blame Star Clan. They probably said dying. And she's like, well, aren't you guys already dead? And they're like, they'll figure it out. They'll know what we mean. We yeah, it's entirely Star Clan's fault. It's actually not a mistranslation at all. They just mistranslated it on purpose for her. All right, so we're out of clan territories. We're past high stones. To the great beyond. Technically, only Firestar. Sandstorm, I mean, retroactively, and the journey cats have been this far. Oh, I suppose Black Star, since any of the rogue cats. Yeah. But it's not the same. But, like, it's. Yeah, and not they're not this going way. for the like intention of visiting their. <laughs> Black Star's not going to stroll into the cities to, uh, you know, hang out with some of his rogue friends. Helping clanmates. So we've woken up. We're gonna we're gonna start going as we haven't started yet. We're about to. Ravenpaw had left a rabbit with Firestar and said goodbye. And Leafpaw's like, "Can I take this to Ferncloud and her child?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, do that." And she, Firestar looks a little lost, and so Leafpaw asks her mom, "Like, is he gonna be okay?" And Sandstorm's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, he'll be fine." And Firestar's like, yeah, 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 of course. Of course, I'm cool. Why is he Lost being his second weird? BFF. No, I mean, oh. he's just, he's just like, you know, he's, Ravenpaw just left, and now he's like, oh, Graystar's gone, Ravenpaw's friends. gone. Yeah, dad's oh, BFF's Dad's only best friend left his mom. That's so lame. That's so lame. You know, Firestar's the kind of guy, kind of daddy's like, my daughters are my best friends. And they're, and they're like, like oh my god, gross, don't ever say that again. Alright, well, we're gonna go. Also, that's very Fern sad, Dad. You need to get out and hang out with more. He's like, well, everyone else I can hang out with doesn't like me for uh, right, for reasons. <laughs> Dustbelt makes fun of me too much. And they're like, well, he, he actually admires you. And he's like, yeah, but he hurts my feelings. It's like, oh my god. He's just nagging you. He's, he's, mom did that too. Yeah, but he meant it. <laughs> and, and Sandstorm's like, I meant it. I'm, yeah. <laughs> oh, so Ferncloud is curled around Birch Kid, and she says it's too cold to be sleeping outside, and she hardly got any rest. Mm. And she's looking at her kit, eyes glittering with fear. And Leafpaw thinks that she must dread closing her eyes in case she wakes up to another dead kit. Oh God! Okay, hey, don't. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm glad we kept that in a thought bubble, because we do not want yeah. to even actually stop even thinking that into existence. Yeah, do not. Well, don't bring. Don't, bring, don't bring that energy in. I don't want it. No. Yeah. Leafpaw, don't think about it. Well, Fern Cloud's like this is rabbit. They haven't had rabbit in a while. Because yeah. you know the poisonings, so this is very exciting. Rabbit, Get up, girl, you you deserve it. Yeah. 
Uh, none of the other cats seem to need any help. Several cats are up on the ridge, and White Paw is pestering Brambleclaw to tell her about what the journey was like. What are the mountains like? <laughs> Brambleclaw says they'll find out soon enough. But oh, oh God! Right, we're going up the mountains. We're going up the mountains. Oh my God! We're gonna see river. Brook. Oh. <laughs> I was pretty close. Um, hey, you know what? Yeah. Applause to you. I, I literally used the more, like, nature version of her name versus, like, the kind of human-y one. Oh, yeah. we're going to see Craig again. Or Craig. But Craig. We, we, his name's Craig. now officially Cra- Craig, Craig in this. It's Craig, Craig in this uh, podcast. I'm, oh, I'm kind of excited to Sometimes see Sometimes we got to make our own canon. I'm not excited to see how whoopy Stormfur is gonna get. Your eyes got very wide. Oh, he's gonna yeah. knock her up. Oh my god. Oh. Well, Spiderpaw argues that they'd be ready for anything if he told them. I love you, Spiderpaw. And Brambleclaw sighs, sighs so heavy, and starts <laughs> telling them about sheep. Because we're going to see a lot of sheep. So he's like, all right. You know what? That's perfect because I would be hyped. I'd be like, what? <sighs> like, um, when I was in Iceland, when we saw any lambs mm-hmm. on the side of the road, we lost our minds. And we saw a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I imagine. Leafpaw tunes him out. She's worrying <clears throat> about why the cats who had journeyed were frightened of the mountains. Like, uh... they all look kind of haunted and scared. <laughs> They've been there. <laughs> what do I not know? Right. It might be a good time to take your sister aside from those good good sister chats. Yeah. Like, well, hey, what also... happened? It's like there was an ungodly giant Well, we were we were kind of kidnapped and then yeah, they we were it. like a little bit kidnapped. You know. Yeah. Well, how would they get the kits and elders through safely? And Leaf Paw mm. thinks that if only she knew StarClan was traveling with them, maybe she wouldn't feel so afraid. Yeah, wouldn't you it be saw, like you so saw... solid of StarClan to like confirm that they actually love us instead of just giving us cryptic messages to figure out? Oh wait, yeah, well, like no. a... hey, Leafa, shut up! Uh, you're the only one who has direct, consistent proof that StarClan mm-hmm. does love you. Yeah, I mean. It's weird love, but it's there. No, no, this sucks. Because, ah, uh, no, I hate, no, more reason for me to be mad at she who must not be named. Because she has made her so, she has made Leafpaw so reliant on her. Well, well, but, but, she had been fading before. Even when she was trying to talk to Squirrelpaw, she was having trouble um, before Leaf Paul yeah. left, and maybe so maybe if she had, you know, done the normal things Star Clan heads done, you know, the normal sort of activities, vague prophecies and all, and not actively interfering with their lives, these girls would be able to figure out their own problems instead of waiting for Star Ladies to help. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just. God, no, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> all right. Well, Leafpaw never would have guessed such a vast world existed beyond Highstones. They crossed field after field, dotted with sheeps, of course. Sheeps, sheep. <laughs> Squirrelpaw's walking next to her, reluctant to talk, and Brambleclaw had been weaving among the cats all morning, as if afraid of losing any of them. A rumbling sounds in the distance. Ah. Can't blame them. They did lose someone last time. Yeah, and there's just a lot of cats that you feel personally responsible for. Mm-hmm. All right, we got rumbling. Is it like it's a it... thunder path? Oh, it's a big one. It's a big road. Firestar oh, yeah, we, says we that... did. We did. Oh my god, we did run into this earlier. This sucks. Yeah, this is a lot of cats to get across a road. Firestar says they should get the kits across first. And Mudclaw insists that each clan should take its own chances. 
Hawkfrost declares that River Clan will cross first. Okay, okay. Oh my god. But Leopardstar points out that not all the warriors are as strong as River Clan's warriors. Firestar is right. They should help the weaker clans. I mean, we didn't need to add that dunk in there, Leopard Star. Yeah, that was but, pretty rough. Uh, good girl. sentiment. Good sentiment. Um, but yeah, she did have to get a dunk in there because it's Leopard Star and she can't be too nice. Well, Mudclaw says his clan doesn't need their help. His clan barely on their feet, starved. Besides, it would be chaos. They wouldn't know whose orders to follow. Well, Firestar spat back them. Why doesn't he just command them? But Blackstar growls that <laughs> no cat commands Shadow Clan but him. Ah. Uh... Brambleclaw fight, pushes fight, his way fight. to Firestar's side. No, Brenna! Girls, girls, stop. You're all pretty. You're all, v- hey boys, you're all very strong. You're good leaders. Now shut up so you can actually pretty. deal with the issue. Well, he says cats are going to be killed while you bicker. And Brambleclaw says that he'll lead ThunderClan, Crowpaw will lead WindClan, Tawnypelt will lead ShadowClan, and Stormfur will lead RiverClan. Mudclaw says Crowpaw can't lead, he's an apprentice. And Brambleclaw is like, hey, Mudclaw, have you ever crossed this Thunderpath before? No? No, Mm -hmm. didn't think so? No, yeah, Crowpaw's gonna lead. Mm Hmm. Well, Stormfur takes RiverClan up to the edge of the Thunderpath and makes it across safely. A monster rumbles, and Leafpaw looks up to see where it is, and her heart flipped. Mudclaw told his clan to cross without waiting for Crowpaw to give the command. What? Mudclaw? So he did it anyways. What? I hope he dies before Leopard Star dies. Jeez. Uh, uh, Tall Star? Yes. He's uh, he's the Wind Clan. I, yeah. Keep going. Which? Keep which, going. Oh, Don't let them know. Sorry. Kropos stares, panic stricken, at the approaching monster. Hurry. He bolts forward, scooping up a kit and racing for the other side, and he orders his clanmates to carry the kits. Warriors and apprentices pick up kits and dash for the other side, but Morningflower has fallen behind. Oh, God. Do you remember, do you remember Morningflower? From yes, the I remember Morningflower. Yeah, okay. Firestar crouches at the end of the thunder, edge of the Thunderpath, and he looks between Morningflower and and the monster, judging whether he could reach her in time. Stay where you are, Brambleclaw screeched at him. (laughs) Dad, not now. Stop trying to die faster. It's like, I got spares, why not? (laughs) The monster bear- oh, okay. So instead, Firestar respects this and calls out for her to keep going. The monster bears down on her, but suddenly veers towards Firestar, sweeping so close to him that it tugged his fur. What the heck? Morningflower is safe and makes it to the other side. So the monster, the the cart, the nice person in the car swerved to avoid a cat, almost hit another cat that they probably didn't notice and was probably equally surprised. Yeah. Remember that one time we were driving home from, like, La Push, and... I was, you know, driving in the car, and all of a sudden, you look out the window and screamed because there was a bunch of elk in the woods. Oh, yeah. And it almost gave me a heart attack. Well, they were big. They were really and big. And there was a lot of them. There was a lot of them. So, yeah, I'm sure it was, like, that situation where he's like, one cat, because there was an elk in the road. So, it's like, ugh. Look at it. It's a one cat. And then they look over to the shoulder and see at least 20 more cats. <laughs> Horrifying. Sorreltail touches her nose to Leafpaw's shoulder and tell her that he's okay. He's safe. And Leafpaw whispered that she thought he was going to be killed. 
Sorreltail murmurs that her father is brave, but he's no fool. Mm, uh, maybe a little. Debatable. Maybe a little bit of a fool. Sometimes. Sometimes. It's ShadowClan's turn. Tawny Pelt says they go together and looks to Blackstar, who nods at her. Blackstar gives the order, and the kits are carried safely across. So they learn wow. from Mudclaw, and Blackstar and Tawny Pelt work together as a team. Mudclaw, were you watching that? A freak? Yeah. The clan reaches the other side just before another monster sends the earth trembling. Brambleclaw says they'll go after it passes. A tiny cry sounds from the far side. What? One of Tall Poppy's kits had wandered back onto the Thunderpath. Oh my god! Dazed and mewling for his mother. Dustpelt and Mousefur are about to make a run for it to save that kitten. <laughs> but Brambleclaw's like, this is too dangerous, you gotta stay here. So ThunderClan holds its position. They're on the opposite side. Tall Poppy is fighting through the mass of cats to reach her kit. But the River Clan Queen, Dawnflower, is closer. She leaps onto the Thunderpath and scoops the kit away from the monster. She carries them away and drops them on the grass, licking them thoroughly. And then she stops, swiping her tongue around her mouth in confusion as she realizes that this isn't one of her kits. Oh, I thought she was like, like, like I thought she was doing a solid. (laughs) Just like a distracted. I mean, it was just mom instincts. She like handed like, this oh, kid all these juice, little things. gave him a kiss on the forehead and was like, wait. Yeah. Well, Tall Poppy bounds over to them and Dawnflower looks self-consciously at her clanmates. And Leafpaw tenses, hoping Tall Poppy isn't offended by Dawnflower's intervention. But Tall Poppy's eyes are brimming with gratitude. And she dips her head to Dawnflower before carrying her kid away. Yeah. Yeah. So, kids okay. And look, we're helping each other. Somehow. And I, also, also, Dawnflower, don't be self-conscious. One of the warrior, part of the warrior code is to not le- let a kit be in danger. So, like, right. you're fine. I, I think she was more like, like oh, God, did she realize <laughs> she I, was like, I'm not trying to take your kid, I promise. Or like, I promise I know who my children are. Oh, God, where are they? <laughs> Uh, so we all make it safely across the thunder path and look more fields squirrelpaw points out the fence where feathertail and tawnypelt had rescued her when she got stuck while um the guys were arguing (laughs) about what to do about how to get her out and feathertail was like i got this well, Stormfur says that Squirrelpaw left half her pelt behind in the fence. Okay. And Squirrelpaw swats at him playfully with her forepaw. He's teasing. He's a good tease. Oh, he should have married Stormfur instead. <laughs> <laughs> the cats spread across the meadow, each keeping, each clan kind of keeping to themselves. Except for the cats who had journeyed, who were taking turns hurrying up and down the lines to catch any stragglers. And everyone has kind of been casting worried glances to Tallstar as he trekked wearily along. Barkface says they should find a place to rest. And Firestar points out a copse ahead where they could find shelter. And the other leaders nod. Yeah, that's a good idea, Firestar. For once. It's like, okay. Leafpaw sinks gratefully into a pile of moss. Blackstar says he smells fox. But Leopardstar points out that it's stale. But Mudclaw also, says it could can you come back while they a, sleep. A, a fox, white, like, it, it, fox turning the corner, seeing like 300 cats and just being like, all right, I'm bouncing. <laughs> yeah, actually, never mind I later. actually do not want any of that smoke. That is, um, 50 cats too many. Well, Dawnflower calls out that the clan should sleep together. And she's trying to get Tumblekit to lay down. Oh, Tumblekit? Tumblekit. 
One whisker says the kits, queens, and elders should sleep in the center. And Blackstar agrees. Each clan can post two guards to keep watch. The woods are quiet, and the thick undergrowth and other bodies would keep them warm. It's not home, but Leafpaw does feel safe enough to curl up next to Cinderpelt and sleep. Want to hit me with a cat fact? Yes. <clears throat> I'm going to buckle in. Click. All right, good. We are going on a wild ride, folks. We are going to talk about ragdolls and ragamuffins. Ah, uh, so raggy pretty- cats. What? Those raggedy cats. Mm-hmm. These two breeds uh, have a shared history, and while they are two different breeds, for solid reasons, more on that later, uh, you really cannot talk about one without mentioning the other, at least. But really, they're so intertwined, we have to talk about both. Uh, we're going to go back to the groovy 1960s in a Heck neighborhood yeah. in Riverside, California. Uh, there was a group of free-roaming cats. Um, some were kind of claimed by certain homes, but in this neighborhood, yeah. uh, what? Oh, keep going. Sorry. Uh, I'm just. I'm just. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm actively the, listening, Brenna. Uh, in this neighborhood, uh, lived a rather unique woman named Ann Baker. Ann Baker. Uh, she called herself a Persian cat breeder. Um. Probably quite a few legitimate breeding associations uh, at the time may say differently, but either way, uh, Ann Baker liked to breed cats, um, specifically the cats that lived in her neighborhood. Um, it was the 1960s, so free love for everyone, even the cats. No one was spayed or neutered, it yes. seems. Um, one day, Baker, um, or sorry, one cat Baker favored was Josephine. Um Josephine was a unique gal herself. Uh, See, after being hit by a car and left in the street to die, uh, Josephine recovered, uh, only losing one eye. Um, And she went on to have multiple breeds uh, with Baker's matchmaking skills. Um, And Baker noticed uh, something peculiar about Josephine and the cats that she birthed. Uh, They seemed to be, like, pretty, like limp like you pick them up noodle cats and they were kind of like chill and they also seems like to be pretty resistant to pain important interruption this is not true ragdolls and ragamuffin cats are just really chill they do feel pain they just tend not to show it even less so than than other cat breeds i need to make that clear yeah they're just super chill they have a higher pain tolerance they are not immune to pain um, so they just seem to, like, flop around and, like, like comfortably when handled. Um, <gasps> almost like a doll when a child holds them. Huh. Like a, like, like a, like a raggedy, like a raggedy ant doll? Well, maybe like a rag doll, yeah. Um, now, this might just be because, uh, Josephine and her kids were, like, super used to being around humans since they were around them so much. Um, and they had, like, mm-hmm. a really chill temperament. But if you ask Ann Baker, um, this was an act of God. Um, after surviving her accident, oh. Josephine could imbue her kittens with this complacent floppiness. And Baker was not about to let an act of God go to waste. Bless her soul for it. Ann Baker went on to keep breeding these cats that she coined ragdolls. And I literally mean coined. She trademarked the term ragdolls. More on that later. All right. Uh, the major cats that were the players in this were Josephine, Daddy Warbucks, Fugiana, and Buckwheat, which is like when it comes to the spectrum cast. of cat names, we hit every uh, corner. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Baker went on to create her own cat reg- uh, registry in 1971, the International Ragdoll Cat Association otherwise known as the RCA, and with her trademark, she disallowed anyone from buying or breeding ragdolls without being part of it and following her strict breeding guidelines. Um, As the breed developed, uh, the standards for a ragdoll were clear. 
they were big cats from 15 to 20 pounds uh color point pattern only similar to like a siamese yes. coloring think about that um usually large blue eyes and they gotta be floppy they gotta be they gotta chill. be so floppy um and okay so i'm not sure when this started happening um because in all the research i did it was kind of just mentioned in passing which I was like, please go, please go into deeper detail, but they refused to, even though I tried to find more. Um, but at some point, or maybe the whole time, Baker and Baker may have been too much for some. Uh, she may have claimed that along with God, aliens and perhaps even human DNA influenced her cats, which you know. Oh, I'm like I'm. I'm, I'm fully against, like, human DNA being involved in cat breeding, but I can play ball with god or aliens making cats exist. Like, uh, but not everyone. I get, maybe, wait, what was the name of the first cat again? Mama Cat? Josephine. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, Joe got hit by a UFO. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> not everyone was rocking with this. Um, and her strict guidelines and overall behavior, maybe both, uh, caused the IRCA to fracture. In 1975, a couple, Denny and Laura Dayton, um, took their RCA ragdoll cats and bounced. They were aiming to use their pair of ragdolls to get the breed officially recognized. And this seems to have caused Breaker, uh, Baker to triple down. Uh, she made the breeding yeah. standards even stricter and forbade ragdolls from being registered to any other cat registry besides her own. Oh, so like she did not want to. Sh- if you think your cat is a gift from God, and, well, maybe you should share that gift. <laughs> and since it was trademarked, they legally couldn't. Um, unsurprisingly, cats pedigreed by the IRCA were not recognized by any other cat registry even before this. Um, yeah. yeah. Or any cat shows. And they still aren't. The IRCA still technically exists today. It's much smaller uh, since Baker passed, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, All right. This move um, of like refusing to let it be, you know, in any other uh, pedigrees eventually caused the IRCA to split further. In 1994, another group of members broke rank and decided to loosen the breeding standards. Uh, they took their ra- their ragdolls, and they developed the Ragamuffin breed. Um, this uh, breed was originally going to be called Liebling. Um, that was, like, proposed, proposed oh. first, um, because I should mention Cherubim was another thing that Ann Baker had uh, trademarked for her cats. So not just ragdolls, oh. also Cherubim. So they decided to call their cats Ragamuffin in the end. Um and uh, along with more relaxed breeding standards, uh, the group used their liberated ragdolls and mixed them with other long-haired cats, uh, which also helped out their uh, overall health. Um, ragamuffins, while yeah. also being mild-tempered and large, uh, they do not have to be color point. Any pattern is recognized as standard for them. They tend to have Yay. Um, different texture fur, but they're still long hair, more almond eyes rather than the large blue or light colored eyes um but they're very similar um and it's hilarious because they're pretty much the same breed but just like (laughs) because of the ragamuffin has more freedom yeah um eventually ann baker passed in 1997 so only three three years later um and despite the RICA still existed existing nobody renewed the trademark in 2005 for ragdolls which opened it up for breeders everywhere. So you can openly oh. call and sell ragdoll cats responsibly without Aunt Baker coming to sue you. <laughs> um, I mean, she might haunt you. She might. She cannot. She, and can't I also want to say, I do you. not know what was going on with uh, Anne. Um, bless her heart. I don't think her intentions were bad. No. Uh, I just don't think she was educated sure. enough about safely breeding animals, which you know at the time yeah maybe she didn't and maybe she was ignoring like later on evidence who knows um either way not a moment too soon for ragdolls and ragamuffins to exist because the close inbreeding of ragdolls caused the breed to still deal with some health issues to this day um it's 
some of these genetic issues are definitely less common with healthier breeding practices, avoiding inbreeding and whatnot. Um, the main mm-hmm. genetic issue can be heart problems, um, though some urinary issues have been noted uh, in Europe um, by like Sweden and other processes, but it hasn't been confirmed if this is a worldwide issue. Um, the breed also mm-hmm. has a shorter lifespan expectancy uh, compared to other breeds, 12 to 15 years. Oh. Still a pretty long uh, life, but yeah, but Siamese and ragdolls tend to have the lowest like life expectancy of official cat oh. breeds recognized. Um, hmm. They can also suffer from matting when not properly brushed and groomed. Um, and those health issues are less seen in ragamuffins due to the more relaxed breeding standards for them. And the fact that they can yeah. be bred with other long-haired domestic um, hairs. And they can also be bred with ragdolls. With, it's funny, like, I, like going into the ragamuffin thing, they're like, the last time a ragdoll ragdoll was bred, like, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> they, like, have this stuff recorded. Um, but <gasps> overall, ragdoll, ragdoll or ragamuffin, both breeds are now recognized worldwide. And... Wa- and continue to exist and are pretty popular in the u.s and in europe despite having like one of the wildest origin stories yet yeah wow it, it straight up was like a almost like a superhero origin story like mom yeah got ran over was left in the streets for a couple days they picked her up made sure she was okay she lost an eye but then she was just like really chill <laughs> and all the kids yeah but she was super chill about it i'm i'm like my theory is like maybe she just like maybe she had some like neurological issues where maybe she just didn't feel like i don't know i don't know it's it's I, it was interesting like looking Who's into to say josephine herself but seemed now we... to have like at one point it was noted like mixed temperament like so, in mm. her breed, it wasn't, like, till... Uh, the, the story was wild, and I'd even, like... It wasn't until I got into other um, resources that I even found out the story of Josephine. And I was like, what? I thought Anne was, like, the wildest part of this. You're gonna tell me that this whole breed, the mother of this whole breed, almost didn't exist? <laughs> like... So, Yeah. No, growing up in my neighborhood, right down the street, a family had a ragdoll cat, got a ragdoll kitten, Chloe. She was very cute. And yeah, if you picked her up, she was like a bag of beans. (laughs) The floppy gal. Yeah. They're very beautiful. Both ragdoll and ragamuffins. Mm -hmm. They seem to be a very beautiful breed. And I'm glad that modern day breeding practices will keep them safe. Yeah. Oh, you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Ready for the morning? Yes. Alright. So we're going to keep trekking towards the setting sun. I'm glad. I was and, pretty nervous when we were going across the Thunderpath. Yeah, but Leafpaw is kind of used to dealing with the Thunderpaths now. By now. Because they've crossed a few now. I guess. Um, plans still cross separately. But queens were keeping an eye out for each other's kits now, especially the sounds, especially since the sounds and smells of the Thunderpath confused them. Yeah. Just like mom solidarity, we love to see it. It just makes the most sense. Well, exactly. And I like, you know, it's like they're kind of being the first ones to bridge this gap. Right. Of like, you know. And and I would I would love to see any of the leaders try right like they are they all know that mom wrath is the most terrifying wrath yeah they all feel that that's always one of their nine lives the love of a mother and it's excruciating and they're like oh yeah i'm not i'm not uh gonna question her at all brambleclaw says they should reach the mountains by nightfall and leaf paul looks up at the foreboding mass of stone ahead She's heard coughing, and that awakens her fear of green cough, which can, you know, like, wipe out an entire clan. Hmm. So hopefully, hopefully not. Maybe we all shouldn't get too close to each other. <laughs> six feet apart? Mm-hmm. Well, six cat feet. Maybe, uh, th- uh, three tail lengths? Yeah. 
probably. Back up. <laughs> a fox length. Uh, so Firestar asks Leafpaw if she's up for hunting and sends her with Brambleclaw and Squirrelpaw and they go to a le lovely little field to look for mice. Leafpaw almost catches one, but it slips through her paws. I see you're more accustomed to forest hunting. Hawkfrost's condescending mew makes her jump. Oh my god, who... <sighs> you freak. Leafpaw asks if he has something better to do, like, you know, hunt for his own clan. Yeah, do you have hobbies? Well, his hobbies are being a tool. Yes. Well, he scents the air. Dog, heading this way. Another dog. Hawkfrost tells her to get back to the hedge. Leafpaw runs, but turns back to see Hawkfrost arching his back and snarling at the dog. He claws the dog's snout, and Leafpaw calls for Squirrelpaw and Brambleclaw Oh no, Hawkfrost might die, everyone. Oh, oh, no. oh hey, hey, Squirrelpaw, you want to come watch? I mean, help? Squirrelpaw comes back, and um, she's like, he's fighting a dog? Is he stupid? Brambleclaw bursts from the hedge and hurls himself onto the dog. That's my back. brother! Not to be outdone. That's my brother! I just found out that's my brother! I'm the better bro! The dog eventually shakes him off, and Brambleclaw is thrown to the ground and stunned for a heartbeat. Oh, dude, he's not But it's enough it. for the dog to round on him. Dog's gonna eat Brambleclaw right now. Bro, he wasn't worth frost. it. Hawkfrost throws himself in front of Brambleclaw and at the dog. And Brambleclaw gets to his paws to join him. And together, they send the dog running back to the hedge where it came from. Wow. You guys related? Leafpaw. <laughs> Leafpaw asks Brambleclaw if he's alright. Which he is. Hawkfrost says it's a good thing he was here to save Brambleclaw. Brambleclaw tells Hawkfrost that he saved him. Oh my god. In case he forgot. He did. He actively is rewriting history right now. Hawkfrost shrugs and admits ungraciously that hmm, he supposes he did. Well, Brambleclaw tells him that he scared it off pretty well. <laughs> and then Squirrelpaw bursts out of the bush. <laughs> I'm here. She smells dog. <laughs> ah, the dog. And Leafpaw's like, yeah, this is what happened. And Hawkfrost says, you know, he's going back. Uh, this experience hadn't made him any friendlier. There was no bonding by I, di I didn't expect it from him, to be honest. Yeah, Leafpaw's pretty happy to see him leave. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And so they go back to hunting. Da-da! A wind blows down from the mountains. Brambleclaw and Stonefur are leading the cats along a steep valley. Tallstar looked as brittle as a leaf in the cold wind. One of Tall Poppy's kits looks up to the mountains and asks if they're really going up there. Yes, Tall Poppy answers bleakly. So tired. Leafpaw notices Morningflower licking her paw and asks if she's alright. And there's blood between the elderly Wing Clan cat's claws. And Leafpaw asks Squirrelpaw if they can stop so she can treat it. Brambleclaw asks if she needs anything, and she says cobweb and comfrey if they can find any. Brackenfur lifts his head from a sea of cats because he's such a helpful boy, and says they'll find some. And he tells the cats around them, and it ripples through the crowd as they spread out to look. <laughs> cobweb, cobweb, so cobweb, everybody's cobweb. looking. What's the other thing? I don't know, cobweb, I don't know. Comfrey, cobweb, comfrey. Barkface comes over and asks what's wrong. Morningflower insists that it's just raw from walking. Will this do? Russet fur comes over to them and spits some leaves on the ground. <laughs> Wait, who did this? Russet fur, the Shadow Clan deputy. Ru I just want to like take him by the shoulder and be like, "Hey, Russet fur." Her. I'm expecting that girl. I'm expecting that from a kid. So, well, I mean, yeah, here's the leaves. And you know what Leafpaw does? 
She's like, I don't know what these leaves are, and puts them in her mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> are these two about to fall in love? <laughs> two, two, two dumb jocks, apparently. I, I didn't know Leaf Paw could be so much like, um, like her sister. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she, like, lets it rest on her tongue and then kind of, like, mm, this, you know. You don't like, want to smell it at all. Put... You don't want to, like. Right. So it's in her mouth. Yeah. And the flavor kind of reminds her of marigold. And Barkface sniffs it and says it looks similar to something they use on the moor. Morningflower says they may as well try it on her. <laughs> if it works, they can use it for I others. Need, I need all three of you ladies to fa- like have your self-preservation turned up a little higher. <laughs> well, if it works, they can use it for others. Uh, if it doesn't, well, she'll let them know. <laughs> she'll let them know if it hurts. Oh my god, girls. Mothwing bounds up with a paw full of cobwebs. Y- yeah. Like, we literally had... 50 cats looking we didn't have to just find some rando stuff if, it, if it's used on the moor that's fine but like well it's something i mean they're a little far away now they're kind of in a different environment it's a lot of rocks scrub you know so all right we fix morning flower up that's, that's nice so uh we start walking again Leafpaw asks Squirrelpaw if this is the way they came home. I... I think so, Squirrelpaw muttered. Leafpaw is surprised and alarmed. <laughs> Did she... she, she I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that she is surprised. <laughs> well, she kind of thought that they were coming this way because they knew the way. Like, you know, Tawny Pelt had kind of said that the other night with you know like oh we know this way let's do that and so she had assumed squirrel paw knew the way you know because they're all kind of leading them i i will be honest i did kind of think that the four cats would have remembered three cats wait no it's i mean it's five right i was like how many extras did we have God, we have to do all this math. We're gay and bad at math. This isn't working well. I mean, it's a lot of gray rocks. They've only went yeah. there once. I mean, there's only so many ways you can go up and down a mountain. <laughs> I know this, I'm it's simplifying. A range. But... <laughs> it's a little range. It's a, it's a group of mountains. Whatever. Well, Leafpaw asks if anything looks familiar. Squirrelpaw says it looks different coming at it from this way. Because remember, we only went back through the mountains. We didn't go forward through the mountains. And the tribe had been leaving, leading them most of the time. Where they, The times that they got out were the times that the tribe led them out. Yeah. So. Ah. <laughs> uh. Leafpaw gulped, and uh, because this book is the worst, here's a direct quote uh, from Leafpaw's thoughts. She wondered if they would meet any of the tribe cats on their journey. No, don't. These mud-shoed cats worshipped strange ancestors and survived in a world of rock and ice. Like, ugh, gosh. These mud-streaked cats who worship strange ancestors. This is just the same thing you do. Anyways. Yeah, you're all pretty wacky wild. I, I don't know why we're judging them. But they trek on higher and higher. And only Stormfur looked comfortable. He leaped from rock to rock so easily. And Leafpaw doesn't think he's like a river. He doesn't, he doesn't seem much like a River Clan cat. Right now. And, I don't know, come on. He, he's had enough time fitting in can you not let the, you not have these let, thoughts let the boy hop let him hop on some rocks but she looks and you know even his fur blends into the smooth bare gray world the climbing seems endless it gets steeper and rockier but there are still 
more steep rocky peaks above them. Sorreltail whispers to Leafpaw and asks if they're going the right way. The path is getting very narrow. They're on a trail that spiraled around a dizzying gorge. The mountains rose on one side and steeply fell on the other. Wind tugged at the cat's fur. The clans were in a single file. Blackstar calls for them to carry the kits. Cat's paws send stones rattling down the mountainside into the shadows below. And Leafpaw walks as close to the wall of rock as she can, heart hammering. I feel the same way when I go up mountains. All the time. A wail rang out up ahead. A large rock clattered into the abyss. It leaves a hole in the narrow path. This is just like that scene in Lord of the Rings. I think. Actually, it kind of is. <laughs> so it leaves a hole, sending Smokepaw, a Shadow Clan apprentice, plummeting. For a moment, he scrambled at the edge. Oh, God. Russet fur had dove for him. But all her extra weight did was dislodge more stones. Oh, God. The edge Smokepaw was hanging onto disappeared. Russet fur leaps back, just managing to save herself. And Smokepaw fell, twisting violently in the air and vanishing into nothingness. I didn't like that. A Shadow Clan queen leans over and shouts his name, but Stormfur yowls at her to get back, and he weaves his way to That's haul her back. That's probably his the ledge. mama. Yeah. The cats stare frozen in horror. Aw, oh, this field Black trip Star. sucks. This does suck. Blackstar peered over the edge. Nothing we can do, he says, straightening up. They have to keep going. All right, Blackstar? I, he heard him. He doesn't want to show weakness. That's true. He just eats his trauma for breakfast, and someday he's going to throw it all up. Someday. Well, the queen wailed. He's just going to leave him there? Yeah, that's his mom. Black Can we just, like, acknowledge that that's probably his... Are we uh, not naming her? Because <laughs> they didn't feel like oh, messing up more family trees. Well, Blackstar tells her that he didn't survive that fall, and they can't reach his body. He touches his muzzle to her flank. I'm sorry, Nightwing. Her name is Nightwing. But he promises that Shadow Clan will never forget Smokepaw. The cats set off again, eyes hollow with shock and grief. Yeah, it's gonna be like a really scary story we'll tell our kids. Yeah, jeez, like, ugh. Oh, well, do you want to keep going a little bit more? No, it's it's up there. Okay, alright, so we're, uh, we're going on. And, uh, well, Smokepaw's fall left a big old gap in this path, so... We'll figure out how to handle that next time. Cat bridge, cat bridge, cat construction. Cat bridge. We watched those humans destroy our land and we learned how to construct things. <laughs> we watched them destroy our homes and we learned how to build a bridge. Wouldn't that be the worst, but also hilarious outcome? Um, kind of a sad <laughs> note to end on, but I'll take it. Yeah, sorry I ended on a bummer, but that means that we don't have to start on a bummer next time. But I'm sure there'll be more bummers eh? waiting for us. Oh, yeah, of course, but we're not gonna, like, hit the ground it's, running hey, on a it's bummer. It's always rough to be the first one to die on a journey. No one wants to be the yeah. Boromir of the group, but it, it, it happens. But someone's gotta be. Right. Um, and at least it was, like, cool way of going <laughs> like it wasn't green cough or like fell into the dark black abyss of nothingness yeah like violently upsetting like will be a story that will haunt me um yeah so yeah that's that's the positive side um 
if you want to stay on the positive side with us, you can follow us on Twitter. The positive or... side? Okay. Maybe don't follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I, I Maureen doesn't run it, so actually do follow us because you won't have to deal with that. I'm trying to get back on Twitter slowly but surely. <laughs> um, our Twitter and Instagram is WCWITCast. Um, or if you want to contact us directly, our email is WCWITCast at gmail.com. And yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, best way to help out the podcast is to uh, share it with a friend. You can be like, hey, do you know the history of ragamuffins and ragdolls? Okay. It's a lot wilder it, than you thought. It is more wild than you would have ever assumed. Um, like, there's a lot going on there. Um, a lot going on. It just want like some drama. Like there's some there's a lot of drama in this. Drama. There's some mama drama. Yeah. Watch this. But like mamas being good to other mamas, and we love that kind of dramas. Yeah. Have a listen to this episode. Cause I remember heart. <laughs> Take a tongue. <laughs> this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? Mm-hmm.